because you don't, you don't want to lose your camera into the, uh, the deep blue again. Oh, no. You guys heard that again. story. No. Oh, no. I lost a camera, a lens, and this wasn't a cheap camera either. It was like a a Canon 80D, Uh, um, if you've heard of those. I mean, they're not the most expensive, but they're not the cheapest either. Everything that was attached, like I was vlogging with it. So it was like a mic. Of course, there was a memory card, a lens, a polarized filter. Long story short, I never got the camera back. It's still in the Pacific somewhere. Oh, that's so. so sad. Well, that's terrible, Chelsea. That's the worst. You can add this in the beginning. <laughs> yeah, uh, to Sony or what? No, I'm still a Canon oh, girl. I've, okay. Yeah, still See, that's your mistake loyal. right there. Oh, I know. words. Just kidding. Better color science, got, but, but. Better color science. That's all we have. That's uh, all Canon oh. users have. Hi, this is Chelsea. This is Michael, and we are Coffee with Creators. Come sit with us, and let's talk about content creation and all things creative. So welcome to our Happy little podcast. Good morning, Chelsea. Good afternoon, Michael. How That's are right. you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. I'm. I had a very productive day yesterday. I've got lots of things cooking in the oven, in the proverbial oven. Oven, I should say. Um, so yeah, I'm great. What about you, Michael? How are I'm doing. You? Yeah, I'm doing awesome. Actually, I'm very excited for today because. Other than the fact that I actually got a lot of stuff done before walking into the office, I was surprised actually that I got a lot of stuff done. But I I walked yeah. into the office feeling kind of, you know, that feeling when you're so used to being so busy and just like mm-hmm. doing so many things, and then you sit down, and you're like, wait a minute, I don't have anything else to do. I don't so think I know what the... that feels like. Honestly, <laughs> it's, it's been so long nice. for me. It's actually kind of nice. So <laughs> that was good. me this morning. So for the last 30 or 45 minutes, I was that until I realized that we, d- we forgot to send our guests today yeah. <laughs> a little you outline. You made me of- feel bad about it. I <laughs> could, because I had completely forgot. And then you were like, we didn't send him the intro. I was like, ooh. Yeah. No. Like, that's okay. We'll just make it into a conversation like like what, yeah. we, use, what we usually do. But today we have a very, we have two special guests and special to me and Chelsea because we don't, we personally don't know anyone in this, this field. I actually do know, Chelsea doesn't, I have one cousin who is a musician and basically the two guests that we have for today are musicians, but. um, They're not just musicians, they are classical musicians. Like, mm -hmm. have you people ever heard what these people can do with their their voice boxes, it's insanity to me. I'm like, is that even possible? Like, I thought, yeah. you, like, I just used mine to scream at my kids. That's well, me too, but, <laughs> you know, people have better use of their voice boxes than you and I, Michael. Oh, yeah, no, exactly. So we are very excited to welcome to the podcast, Ted and Johan. Where is yeah. my applause? There you go. I couldn't find it. Welcome, welcome guys. Welcome. Hi, thank Hi. you. Thanks so much for having us. Absolutely, absolutely. So let's get to the point. (laughs) Please talk about yourselves. Please tell the audience who you are and what you do. And let's just dive into that. I'm actually really excited. Ted, take it away. Well, I my name is Ted and I'm the executive director of Conduit Studios. Um, Johan and I both are classical musicians, like Michael and Chelsea said. Um, We both started out and have been professional working opera singers for the last, you know, 10 to 15 years and um, during this time uh, during the pandemic and for the last couple of years we've kind of formed this um, business that functions as a 
business that records mostly classical musicians, not exclusively, but um, and we try to incorporate really high quality video and audio at like a very affordable and reasonably priced point um, so we can elevate digital performances from our colleagues and our friends and uh, anyone else that uh, wants to record with us. And we've spent a lot of time over the last year, especially um, kind of developing and incorporating those skills and getting the a foothold in this uh, kind of relatively new industry um and uh we've been really excited to like get started and and just make more art especially live performance art during during this pandemic time and you and you and johan knew each other from college is that correct yeah we've been very very close friends for for a long time now and we've kind of followed each other around at a number of different summer programs and we did video recordings for a number of our colleagues at those and and uh you know when covid started we kind of were like oh god we have so many friends and us we need to make audition videos and everyone needs like digital content and everyone's trying to upload videos of them and they're all in front of bathroom curtains or you know not not the best (laughs) settings and so we were like okay how can we how can we help our community like the community that we care about so much and um means so much to us and so we were like well we have these really nice sony mirrorless cameras and we have some nice microphones so let's just try some stuff out and then i was doing this youtube channel for a little while so we had this like really janky slider and so we were like what if we incorporated motion and uh (laughs) and uh it just ended up kind of uh really growing and developing so rapidly um but yeah i mean johan has been uh, an incredible creative mastermind as far as creating, you know, he does all of the, you know, I'll let him talk about himself, but, um, but it's been so okay. awesome. Keep going. I, I... <laughs> <laughs> I feel the same about Michael. Michael's like our, our head talk guy. And I'm like, no, Michael, just go ahead. Yeah. You do my line. It's fine. Right. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, Chelsea, please save me. I, I can't stop talking. <laughs> no, that's great. Um, I actually got really, I was really excited when we first got connected through Instagram because um, Ted and I were, were kind of chatting chatting on um, on Instagram and I found out that they run Conduit Studios. And I'm like, you know what? I never re- really realized that because when Chelsea and I started this podcast, we the idea for the podcast is a place for creators and creatives to, to meet up, have a conversation and just express themselves creatively and share their, their thoughts, insights, whatever it is, right? Like we wanted to give them a platform to do that. And so the way you were explaining it, Ted, it feels very, very similar to um, how we approached it, right? You guys are looking, you know your, your community. Your community. Yeah, exactly. And you want to help them, you want to serve them. And that's why I got really excited. And you know, for those, um, w- before this recording, actually, Ted, Johan, Chelsea, and I actually met, uh, we had a little Zoom chat, basically, trying to get to know each other first. And honestly, we could have recorded that and that would have been the podcast. I know. <laughs> we tried to save more of the stuff for today. So we don't know everything, but we, we at least uh, introduced ourselves and it was a great, great conversation. Um, but yeah, so Johan, can you tell, tell us a little bit more about yourself? Yeah, happy to. Um, so I, um, yeah, where to start? I guess I, I, I grew up in a pretty pretty musical family. My, my parents are both musicians. Um, my dad sang professionally as well. So I kind of had that as a, as a um, guiding light, sort of like a role model for me uh, growing up, and grew up around you know the theater and the opera house. And um, I'm actually this is something that I realized I didn't mention in our 
previous conversation, but I grew up in Iceland. My mother's Icelandic. So I didn't move to the States till I was 21. Um, and yeah, met Ted in college and, and yeah, it's, uh, you know, did the music thing. I'm still doing the music thing and it's been great. <laughs> um, uh, you know, we've been singing in choirs all my life and, and, you know, when I, uh, I guess I was 10 or 11 when I did my first operatic role, um, as a, as a boy soprano. Uh, I don't know if you guys know what a boy soprano is, but it's basically just a boy singing in, in a soprano range before his voice Very changes. high. high yeah, voice. exactly. <laughs> so yeah. then, um, awesome. you know, stuff happened and my voice, you know, transitioned to bass. So I pretty much spanned the gamut as far as that goes, um, as far as the vocal <laughs> ranges are concerned. Was it, was it at least gradual from soprano to tenor uh, to bass? It actually was, bass. yes. Okay. I, never, I never sang tenor well, but as, as far as like my, uh, my, choral background is concerned i did gradually transition from boy soprano okay. to tenor to eventually bass um i just i don't know why I, I just thought it was hilarious if you were singing and all of a sudden you're like oh, I just one day. Oh. that's basically <laughs> what happened like, to what me happened? like you you have you go you when you're transitioning you have these like breaks and so you know you'd be singing right. falsetto oh, no, 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 and then you're like and it goes like all the way you know just like oh, oh, no. No. i guess I that's like over that's a- I feel like that's a common thing for boys, right? Yeah, when you're very, gu- when your guys' like voice is changing, and I know te- um, R- Johan, you're still kind of introducing yourself, but I want to get this out before I forget. Mm. I my son who is seven is showing lots of signs of being very theatrical, mm-hmm. and he sings what we think is good. You know, my <laughs> husband can sing, and he's definitely inheriting those those genes. Um, so I guess kind of what I'm asking is, how do you get a young child into something like that when you yourself have no experience? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, um, when I was growing up as, as a kid at that age, at seven, I that's when I started singing in choirs, in, in kids' choirs. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's anything like that around you, um, whether it's through school sure or through... Is. I found a like a drama mm-hmm. drama class that we're going to get him into yeah, as soon as they kind of awesome. open back up. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's super excited. He's so dramatic. Uh, <laughs> we're like, he, we're like, we have to get you into something to like challenge this yeah. because we know it's there. We can see it, and he he kind of is really loving it. So that's awesome. That's so cool to yeah. see that in, in, in young kids. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, actually, for a while, when when Ted and I were, were we went to college in Stockton, California, um, at the University of the Pacific, and while we were there, I was teaching at a music academy and a lot of the students there were young kids at that at that mm-hmm. age and we had this music theater class um and and uh had some young kids that that some of which their voice you know the voices hadn't changed yet especially the boys mm-hmm. and uh you know we were singing some of these musical theater songs that are that are high and they, they were still up in their their you know soprano register it's so cute it's yeah um how so many you- fun stories about that <laughs> How do I you um, how do you teach that though? Like, what if, what if you have you're teaching someone, mm-hmm. and obviously they're as they grow up, their voice changes. Yeah. Do it, you help them transition? Is that? Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, there are, there are a ton of different philosophies on it, and Ted, I'm sure you have, you have your ideas too. Personally, I I find that it, um, whether it's boys or girls, there's there's not a ton you can do technically while the voice is still changing so rapidly but what you can do is you can just expose them to to the songs to the pieces to the repertoire to you know um, plays musicals operas you know just get them soaked up in the in the stuff whether or not you know they're singing it perfectly isn't the point it's just that mm-hmm. they're they're enjoying it they're having fun and they're learning to love doing it 
then you know mm-hmm. as as they transition into their teen years and and their voice sort of it begins to settle in some sort of world even though it, it won't settle until they're middle age probably <laughs> but mm-hmm. um you know then you can start addressing uh you know certain technical aspects um i think as when they're when they're young uh, this turned into a vocal forum suddenly just you know doing your best to make sure that they're singing as healthy as they can there's not you know unneeded tension in in their throats or in their bodies and and singing as freely as possible that's that's pretty much all you can do and that's a great foundation for for future um studies if that's what they want to go into i 100 okay. percent agree awesome. with johan that i i think that you 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 want them to get as much exposure like camps things like that are great experiences mm-hmm. i went to a bunch of different drama camps and acting camps and you know uh musical theater camps and stuff like that when I was a kid and I think it's it's really important to not yeah focus on vocal production because oftentimes like if you focus on making uh, an operatic sound when some when a someone is a child like that can actually be damaging to right. uh, to the actual development of of their their final form of their vocal abilities so I think it's it's really important to just like expose them. I think one of my biggest regrets as a human being is that I didn't start playing piano when I was like, you know, in the womb because, you know, Johan has been developing those skills and Johan is also an amazing, you know, he can play piano and clarinet and, you know, all like all, like all guitar, like super proficiently. And I can basically just kind of sing. Okay. So, you know, like it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's something that I think is such a good thing to foster in, in kids and, and let them explore what what it is that they want to end up in. Because, you know, they might start being like, oh, I like music, but then they fall into saxophone and they really love jazz. And, and we um, know that's not music. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's really, that's all excellent advice because my son recently, my mom, we were in uh, Tennessee for, for the holidays and my son gets on her piano and he's like, making these keys and we're like what is he doing like how does he know this so we've you know we're signing him up for piano lessons and he's really like it's just really wild i feel like he's gonna like really develop into into something musically which is great like i love being able to meet you guys and hear your stories so so cool it's it's when they start showing interest that's really fascinating to me like my daughter she's four and just last week, I think she was like, "Daddy, can you download this piano app on on my iPad?" So cute. And I'm like, awesome. uh, "Sure." Like, what do you, what do you, why do you want me to download it? And she's like, "Because I want to learn the piano." And I said, "Okay." So I thought she was just gonna kind of fiddle with it and play, but this this app actually, like, if you put it in front of the piano and you, I don't even know what it is, but if you press on the keys, um it'll actually register on the app, like which keys. Oh, yeah. so it actually, awesome. yeah, it actually knows. And, you know, I'm not, I don't know how to play the piano, but my family is like, I actually have very, a, a musical family, I would say, but I didn't get that, <laughs> that right, side. Right. My wife loves play, playing the piano. Um, she, she does it mostly just for fun. And I think my daughter just caught that, that yeah. part of her because um, she's, I saw her and she was literally like following the steps of the thing and she was I, I forgot what nursery rhyme it was that she was trying to follow 
And I'm like, this is really impressive because I'm not I'm not pushing it yeah, on her, you know, so cool. or anything. Mm -hmm. And she just genuinely wants to learn and is really interested. Right. So what Chelsea was asking was actually very relevant to to um to me as well. I'm yeah. like, yeah, I do want to awesome. know. Like, how do I foster that? But mm -hmm. I, I guess one of the things too, like I was wondering about, right? So you guys could probably answer this best. Um, is it just me or is the the classical art of of um of making music is it kind of taking a step back you know from what we see right now in the modern age you know how i always hear about people joking about um i think it was this one show that i was watching and they were saying do you hear that and it's like what is that that's uh um i hear music and then the character goes that's not music that's edm and i started laughing because it's so it's so different like music now right when you say music it's very uh processed mm -hmm. it's very produced you know it's really weird and when i was a child i felt almost weird because all of my friends for some reason they all knew how to play one instrument mm -hmm. like it'll either be the the guitar the piano the violin or whatever and even my 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 parents and their brothers and sisters, they all knew how to play something. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I, you know, why do I feel so weird about this? But now it's harder for me to find people who actually know how to play musical mm -hmm. instrument. So what do you guys think? Is it taking a step back? Like, I don't think so. I don't know. I, I, I think that, that um, you know, the way that music has developed in the past, let's say 40 years or whatever with the sort of dawn of electronic music um, has been very interesting and it, it just feels to me like uh like a different flavor it just feels like like you know if we're talking about like ice cream flavors you know that's it's pistachio well classical is vanilla or i don't know like you know they're just different mm -hmm. aspects of the mm -hmm. same thing you know um and they require different skills i was just thinking about this actually um yesterday because i've been sort of um playing around with with a uh, virtual orchestra um and what it is it is that they actually recorded an actual symphonic orchestra doing not only playing the notes but also the um expressions like like is it short long is it plucked is it is it you know fast is it you know so all of these different expressions and articulations they actually record it and they they funnel it into the software so that you can control it with a push of a button you know on, on a midi keyboard or whatever and it's so interesting i was thinking you know is this is this the same is this a comparable medium you know is this the same thing of course it's not because anybody who's been in a live concert with a full orchestra knows that that is an, a completely different experience from even just yes. listening to a recording of them in your headphones or whatever you know it's not the yes. same thing like in on a very like physical and metaphysical level that's not the same experience but but um at the same time you think okay so i am i have the i have the the ability to create this music and i have the tool to do it is it is it any less than and to me i was sort of thinking about this yesterday and i was thinking no it's not really less than it's just a different application right. it's just mm -hmm. a different way of of producing something that will will ultimately be a different thing um and i think that that there's sometimes this especially i feel like in classical music there's a sort of um Puritan sort of elitist thing. If it's not one thing, it's not good and it's not real. And and I, I tend to not agree with that as much. You know, I think that okay. there's a lot of there's a lot of room to to play around with different things to explore. Certainly, a lot of the composers of the 20th century explored a lot. I don't know if you guys, mm -hmm. for example, have heard about a prepared piano, 
where they take a piano and they just throw a bunch of crap into it, screws and bolts and and clip things onto the piano and whatever happens happens you know what i mean like it's not a it's it's in a way not really that prepared but it's you know in in some ways it is um but it's a way to expand it's a way to expand the the horizon of the music right because Mm -hmm. that's what what happens regardless is you know the music you know operas first started showing up 400 years ago and since then they've changed a lot and they continue to grow and 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 people continue to experiment and try new things and and it grows the way it does um and i think electronic music is is the same it's it's you know it's just a a tool and people use it to to create what they want to create and whatever sticks sticks i feel like okay yeah i think that's a very good way of putting it it's definitely better than how I would have said it. (laughs) Well, I think that, you know, classical music has evolved. It's gone through a number of different iterations and different stylistic choices, too. But there's also, like, if you look at overlap, composers like romantic and post-romantic composers, like even, you know, Wagner and Verdi and stuff, they would have been the the John Williams uh you know right. of of today like they would have been Wagner would have or been, even the John Mayer right like, yeah you know, yeah like, right you know like, <laughs> arguably like Wagner probably would have been the best film score composer ever so we're still getting ex- exposure to this type of music we just mostly get orchestral stuff like that if you're not involved in the classical community everyone still mm-hmm. knows so much classical music that they've heard through Looney Tunes, that they've heard through all these different mediums of, of film. Obviously we work now in, in recording digital, you know, classical music a lot of the time, but like so many people have heard so many arias that I'm sure that if I hum to, you'd be like, Oh yeah, I recognize that. Where do I recognize that from? Oh, that's the ride of the Valkyries from apocalypse now, you know, like that's it's, it, there's so many different orchestral and incredible classical works through that are deeply integrated and involved it's in ingrained. modern yeah it is yeah, yeah. it's, it's very heavily influenced basically i just don't i i just need to change my spotify playlist that's <laughs> all i need to do yeah. i was gonna say i know in the beginning of home alone like that's an orca- orchestra mm-hmm. that scored um the opening credits for that film and you don't even really think about it just like you said which is incredible and i probably wouldn't have even known that until i watched a documentary about the movie mm-hmm. so right right it's great honestly how so, most of the symphonies have have had some of their most popular concerts over the last you know 10 or 15 years have been doing orchestral versions while the film is playing to harry potter lord of the rings um you know they'll play the star wars they'll play the the thing on a huge projector and then the orchestra will play mm-hmm. the score and it's really cool to watch mm-hmm. i love yeah. watching those yeah i love watching I do those too. it's really cool yes. it's actually one of my my thing to, to did they used to do that here in San Diego the uh, San Diego Symphony does yeah they just did Harry Potter yeah every ago. every Christmas right yeah. I think or something like that they yeah they, they would host something like that and mm-hmm. I I still need to go hopefully I can go soon because I'd love to experience that it's there, just very different yeah I bet. there really is nothing and and this is to you know to circle back to your question Michael that that's why I'm not worried about like acoustic instruments or acoustic voices fading out because mm-hmm. there's really nothing to replace that experience right. of, of mm-hmm. going and hearing a full symphony. There just, there's nothing, there's nothing that can replicate that, you know, even, mm-hmm. even the best speakers, they're not, it's not the same thing, you know? So, um, yeah. And I encourage you, that's great to, to go in and explore that. It's, it's, I was um, a couple of years ago, I was in Berlin and I, uh, I went to a, a Berlin Philharmonic concert, mm-hmm. uh, like, if you're unfamiliar, Philharmonic is basically synonymous with symphony. But um, um, I, you know, I was just sitting there, and it's a—it's not a huge concert hall. It's not, you know, it's not like Disney Hall or anything. It's a smaller sort of uh, concert hall, but it's—it's it's 
tuned and 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 it's um built and designed specifically for this type of acoustic music so that it carries and it 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 you sort of swirl around in it and i just i just sat there and i was just overcome by some of this music you know you just like you're you're swirling around in this 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 uh kind of pool of sound and you might know the music you might not but there's something about it at least for me where i just sat and i just like wept for for a while you know and i can't explain it it's not like oh mm-hmm. i feel sad because this or i feel happy because this it's just like an experience and that's mm-hmm. i've never i mean sure like i've i've listened to songs and been like oh that's so beautiful or that touches me in a in a specific way because of something specific but but it's not the same thing as as um the physical experience of being in, in it an almost band. turns physical right like yeah, the sound exactly you mm-hmm. feel it well there's and sound that's waves you know that's yeah. they are literally coming true, yeah. at you and and right. it, it can mm-hmm. be a very visceral experience especially mm-hmm. when it's paired with a medium of a visual a visual in front of you so you're getting you know an overwhelming amount of senses that are kind of like can can overtake you and be so powerful that's the reason why you know diminishing returns but that's the reason why super expensive headphones and stuff like that are are that expensive is because they're you know people are trying to emulate that experience you know planar dynamic headphones and stuff like right right so so true this is um go ahead Chelsea. sorry Sorry. (laughs) i was just gonna say when i was 18 i went to see the trans-siberian orchestra like the classical christmas yeah Yeah. incredible and that's something that i would never be able to explain like the experience that Mm. i felt Mm-hmm. listening to them and watching because they do the lights and the music yeah. and it's it's absolutely incredible it's so cool but i just wanted to throw that in. i want to do that yeah. i haven't experienced it's any of that so before cool. <laughs> i i have been in in concert halls where like choirs would sing mm-hmm. and i did get like the goosebumps you know i don't know what they were singing i don't even know the words it was right. just like in a completely different language but it's the experience was very very different like it does make you feel emotional right something about it it just connects with you and it's one of the things that i definitely want my kids to experience so let's uh let's uh, go back a little bit and talk about conduit studios so conduit is i know we've been talking about classical music and a lot of this you know that sort of stuff but do you necessarily have to like who do you serve do you serve only those type of um performers or can we talk a little bit about your service Sure. Um, yeah. So, I mean, we we obviously being opera singers, we have the most kind of the largest network of people that we knew needed recordings um, that were classical musicians and opera singers. But we have recorded tons of musical theater singers. We've recorded tons of instrumentalists. Um, we're really kind of qualified, I would say, to record any any musical artist and 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 beyond that um you know we have all the equipment and and stuff and and knowledge i think and background to effectively um record most things but it's i i think it's we we want to cater to as many different artists as we can because we really we love music we love art and like honestly making and being able to produce digital live art during this time has been like super meaningful at least to me like uh, Johan and I were saying you know in you know September October when we were going to a couple different cities to record people we were like this is like this would have been something we would have like been like oh cool like we're you know listening to someone sing or whatever but now it's different because it's like wow like I feel so privileged to to get to make live music um because it's 
so so rare right now and it's not happening yeah. in that many places so i think um yeah. you know i don't know johan if you want to expand on that but i think i think that's i guess my question is almost like if someone who's listening to this podcast for yeah. example and they're like oh cool conduit studios like they might be afraid or shy to say that you know who am i maybe maybe i just want to have like an audition reel or something right um is it something that you guys can serve as well? Like, can I, can I, if I wanted to start my own YouTube channel, for example, and I just wanted a really nice demo reel or whatever it is, like yeah, absolutely. anyone um, can approach you basically. Totally. And we've done, you know, projects that have nothing to do with music at all. You know, right. we've, we've done virtual auctions and we did um, uh, like a, a promotional video for an architecture firm not too long ago. Um, so it really like sky's the limit as far as, as w what we can do. It's just a question of, you know, what, what's your vision? What do you want? Um, I see. And, and true that we, we are the bulk of our work is, is within the, the music industry. And, and honestly, probably most of it are exactly what you're saying is, is audition videos. Somebody wants, you know, a, a video for their website. They're trying to promote themselves as artists or, or, creatives or, or whatever it is um, and we welcome any type of challenge to both you know grow us too as creatives um, mm -hmm. and also to, to try to capture something with whoever you know with a client with whoever wants to to use our services so yeah we're not we're like Ted said at the beginning we're not exclusive at all as far as that goes it just happens to be that we we were very plugged into that world right, right off I the see. bat yeah. so it just like okay. that, it exploded in that way pretty quickly well, yeah. I think also that, that's your community exactly. and you guys wanted to serve them first, right. not saying that yeah. you wouldn't shoot anything. Absolutely. Else, Absolutely. It can be yeah. such a stressful experience being like, obviously, Johan and I both have been on the other side of the camera and or just the, you know, performing as well, like in a live performance setting. And it can be very stressful to juggle all of these things that are coming at you and you like recording adds an extra layer like for a bunch of my friends and colleagues I know it's such usually a stressful experience because they're like oh god did I did I turn the microphone on is my video whatever and what we do is we try to mitigate that so we we take care of all the things that you might not think of and we're going to produce something that's going to elevate your digital art to an, a new standard and a new level so you're not thinking about that you're just thinking about how is my vocal track work, you know, like, or, or mm -hmm. like, how, how does my instrument sound? What am I, you know, how is my painting going? You know, like it's all, we, we want you to be able to focus on your art and we take care of the rest. And that, so that is just super cool. I was just going to say, I know, I mean, it is, I would to... love to have someone to just worry about the filmmaking <laughs> and then I can just do what I'm doing is like with YouTube videos or, you know, anything simple that I'm doing, like, a lot of people don't understand how much work mm -hmm. it goes into trying to perform the task that you're wanting to film as well as filming yourself and recording the audio. So I think what you guys are doing is absolutely yeah, incredible. 90% of the time when I'm filming myself, it's usually hit record and hope it looks good. <laughs> right, right, right. Just run in front of frame really right. quickly. And then you hope that the, it also sounds good. Like that is one of my biggest weaknesses, sound. And to know that if you guys, if I was working with you guys, for example, I'm like, just to have that load off my shoulder, like totally. I know I'm gonna sound okay. Like yeah. it's it's a huge thing. Right. That's yeah. very very helpful. So yeah, I I totally get what you guys are, uh, what you're saying, Ted. And I think that's definitely something that people don't really consider until they start doing. 
you know, like start totally. creating videos. Hundred percent. And you're like, oh shoot, it's harder than I thought. Right. It's just a lot of things that you have to think about. It really about. is. And, yeah. and you know, we think about you know back in the day when you know when we were in college and grad school, and we used to film videos all the time. You know, we had to film film videos for for applications and auditions all the time. Um, and it was you know. I, looking back, it's like, yeah, that was really stressful. Like, or, or you just had to like resign yourself. You just had right. to be like, whatever it's going to be, whatever it is, and yeah. Yeah. and maybe you know there was a certain um, understanding too from whoever's receiving the video to be like, okay, this guy recorded it on his phone in wherever mm-hmm. he was, you know. So th- there's there's grace in that in a way, but but um, but it's so fun to be able to. Uh, bring this product to singers just like us, you know, whether it was, you know, how we were back in grad school or even, you know, professional singers that have been have been working for years and years at the A-list level but still don't have, you know, that digital representation of their incredible talent because it just, honestly, it just hasn't been a very um, tapped into market, especially in, in classical music. So it's exciting that the field is kind of wide open as far as, as, you know what is possible and and even you know in the last six months ted and i have had the opportunity to talk to um students and and, and singers about recording techniques not to push our service but in order mm-hmm. to inspire singers just like us who don't know what it takes and and to encourage them that you you can just learn it that's what i mean that's all we did we just yeah. went and learned it and mm-hmm. we did it yeah. and and um and to try to empower them to to elevate you know and, and really you know try to represent themselves in, in an accurate as, as possible way as possible yeah. yeah so um that's that's been a great privilege too i think in in this last year to be able to to learn and to pass that knowledge on and to hopefully inspire people to to just just do it honestly just just do and, and create and learn and do it badly first and then you'll do it better next time and yeah i mean circling certainly back, been true for us circling back to the kids thing i mean uh you know we, we we've never there's never been a better opportunity than right now to be able to access these learning techniques you know youtube uh, things like these are such incredible resources to be able to learn any number of things whether or not it be filmmaking or you know playing piano like there's such such good resources and obviously we want to service as many people as we can because i do think that there is a level of stress that is you know not present when when you can collaborate with other people and you realize you're part of an ensemble that is like cohesively working together and so you're like this is my part this is the part that i play i can just focus on whatever it is that my art is doing and then you know i know i i know ted and johan got my back they're gonna make me look and sound good yes. you know yeah um and and this, i go ahead yeah oh i was just gonna say this whole conversation reminded me of this is great memory that i have of my i have three older sisters and this was back in the 80s and i remember they went to a studio where they could record themselves singing and they were singing wilson phillips <laughs> And I remember they were also being recorded like they had video and they had audio. And as a child, as a kid, I was just like, man, look at them. They look so professional. Right. But you right. would have to have a studio for that. You would have to rent that. You would have to just do all that stuff. And you would have to go to a physical place. Right. And it's kind of crazy now that that whole, I don't know, that whole thing, that whole package, virtually you guys can do that now like it's it's portable now totally right you guys have the cameras you guys have the microphones and you guys have the the technical know-how and just just knowing that is 
I guess people just don't realize how huge that thing is, mm -hmm. right? And I'm also starting to realize that, like, yeah, yeah that's actually a very, very good um, market to tap into. I agree. Well, so many of the um, so many of the classical music, especially, but in many different forms of art in general in video format we've found have been for many years archival in nature so like people just focus on recording them in a way that is like oh we want to preserve that memory or that the existence of this happening or just for reference or for reference whatever. as opposed to being like let us make let's let's add a layer to like let's peel another layer off the onion and like add something that makes the performance in the video format more meaningful or meaningful in a different way so how can we add to what's happening like obviously it's incredible to be in a live space with a performing artist but what can we do that if you're not in that space like how do we make it interesting in a way that is engaging and able to capture the audience that is watching virtually and not just being like okay i'm going to go back and remember what it was like to be at the live performance you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well i have a i have a pretty funny like probably unconventional question but sure. if you guys had someone like a client for example who said i want to make a, a music video and then you guys realize that maybe they don't have the chops for it what can you guys do or what do you say i'm just curious let johan oh, feel that one <laughs> oh michael well it's a great question i mean um honestly luckily we we haven't really <laughs> to deal with that yet but um no i mean I honestly <laughs> we are ultimately ultimately we are a service and we are uh, mm -hmm. you know available to anybody who wants to to record their art in whatever capacity that is um we don't you know it we're we're not in a way like a film studio that that puts their stamp of approval on a product yeah. and releases it right we are we're not casting yeah yeah we're we and yeah. we don't ultimately take responsibility for the artistic integrity or quality of the product you know that's that's on the on the artist but at the same time i i love the challenge of taking somebody who who is entry level or maybe i mean let's just say flat out bad and 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 um enhancing it and seeing like what can Trying, we do here yeah. you know you mm -hmm. know what like the challenge of of enhancing what's there um elevating it maximizing it and and in, in some cases and honestly in all cases um trying to to hide the potential flaws like that and that's yeah. true for anybody right because no no mm -hmm. one is perfect so we're always looking to to make the that artist or that performer look the best we possibly can right um you so, see chelsea it's actually a relevant question and the, <laughs> the only reason, it is yeah it's no a the, great question the only reason i say that too is it's what Johan was saying is actually very true, even in the realms of graphic design and photography, mm -hmm. right. for example, mm -hmm. right? Like in photography, you know, you try to make something look the absolute best. Right. Absolutely. But in we're real life- We're always trying to fix the flaws. Right, like, we're trying to fix, in, fix the flaws. In yeah. everything. Right. Yeah. So, even um, in, in graphic design, I've had clients who are like, you know, I want you to design this, um, I don't know, like this brochure to highlight this space. And the the space doesn't look like good at all. Right, right, and I'm like, right, yeah. well, I do cover it up with graphics. Uh, and, yeah. You know, so it's 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 a it's highlighting the best features, basically. Exactly. And mm -hmm. so um 
Yeah, that's a great answer. And now I don't feel too bad about it. Chelsea. I do want to stipulate. <laughs> don't feel bad. Don't feel bad. You don't have to give you trash. Yeah, I, I do want to stipulate was... that we we focus on not like there is, a, a, especially in the classical music realm, there is an integrity nature. And especially because a lot of our submissions to, um, you know, different houses and, and, you know, opera houses or places that are, are taking in applications for auditions, like they do not want doctored or, or altered audio. And we never would submit something that we've enhanced uh, right. the sound on to a, a production code. And we, we stipulate that to all our clients. We, we, we mm -hmm. can't have someone come to us and be like, I know I'm not really singing good, but can you add like some really nice reverb to this yeah. so I can uh, <laughs> or so I can auto tune submit it. or things like that? Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. So just want to sure. put that that's out a there. great point. Yeah. That's a great point because there is, mm -hmm. you know, in a, in a lot of um, in a lot of the content that we make, it, they're being used as like a merit based um, application or audition or you know think of like an mm -hmm. interview right so um yeah uh, there we do have to observe that integrity and that's why every time we do record you know we're very specific about what is the what is the purpose of this recording like is right. this just like you just want to share your art online great that's one thing but if you want to use this as a potential means for employment then there's a different set of rules that we have to sort of abide by yeah. in a way you see i can't think of any other um form of art that needs to be presented in the most accurate way possible than music. Well, I mean, it, it's it's not so much. I mean, it, there is there is an accuracy standpoint to it, but it's also uh, I think it's more integrity. Like as a graphic designer, you know, the the, the maybe the equivalent is you know your your um, taking somebody else's work and putting it into your own. You know what I mean? Like you're implementing uh, somebody else's stuff and and uh, passing it on as partially your own you know what i mean like mm -hmm. that that's the sort of integrity aspect of it that is analogous to to you know especially like you were saying with the technology of 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 music recording now and the availability of you know effects and plugins and things that you can do to to uh literally enhance you know the sound um it's so easy to do so so but especially with with singers who are auditioning for something the employer wants to make sure that that's how they actually sound and that's not you know a recording you know recording yeah. you know effects so that's the only reason for that little kind of weird stipulation um it's kind of like lying on your resume a little bit you know what i mean yeah like, exactly yeah. exactly yeah. i was actually just about to yeah. say that like yeah. if you're applying for a job you don't want to sit hat right you know on paper you don't want to say you have skills that you yeah. don't actually right. have right exactly yeah okay that's very a good similar. way of that's a good metaphor. So, I understand it more. So we, we <laughs> offer we offer one to three camera with a drone like uh, camera options for our service, like with varying different mm -hmm. prices based on the number of cameras. But like, for instance, like for for a lot of submissions, when we offer, if someone chooses to go with three camera, like then we we record. We can all also send them a one cam file. That way, the the employer, or potential employer, can see like, okay, they can they did this this piece in one take. You know, which is really important for singers because like, if if you do multiple cameras, it's really easy to be like, okay, let me go back and redo that high note because this one was much better than the last one. You know, like see, I did not think about that. Yeah, that's actually really yeah, that's so interesting. I never thought about that. Like it's it's how it's very important to show one take. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, most of our clients are auditioning for live performance right. jobs, you know what I mean? And they have yeah. to know, mm -hmm. oh, this person can actually get through this aria or get through this piece or whatever, you know, in, in one sitting. And, and especially in the context of a full show, you know. So, yeah, 
yeah, it's a it's a weird little thing in our world where, yeah. where oh, you never worry about so that if you're if you're a pop artist or, or even a jazz artist. I mean, jazz artist a little bit because there's a lot of live performance there too. But mm-hmm. but in pop and and, and rock, you, know, you can do as many takes as you want. You know, you'll, you'll yeah. Even in concert, you're probably going to have a, a backing track to to take over if you and and also like nobody cares if you're like oh he didn't make it through that phrase like his breath support mm-hmm. is a way off. Right, you know, nobody's right. <laughs> nobody's saying that. In okay. a, yeah, in a pop I love. I love what you guys said in the beginning if, when we recorded this because uh, I was, you know, ch- I was telling Ted that Chelsea and I were nervous because we're like, I feel like we're not prepared. Right. And then you guys are like, oh, we're performers. We're, 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 prefer- we're prepared. And I'm like, that's awesome. Like, and that's I the know. thing. Like, I, I always it. have that fallback, right, Chelsea? Like, um, I'll record my intro for my YouTube and it sounds easy it's like only 15 20 seconds but i did like 36 takes you know right, what i mean it's right. like i always I have so that fallback and but so you many. guys you guys are like all right let's do this and there's that focus that that that's something that i definitely lack but um it's very very Same. admirable well i mean you take Same. it you know, you know in perspective it's like you know you guys are fantastic photographers and that's how i you know like we kind of started this is like I found you guys on Instagram and was like oh my god I love their their content on their Instagram pages and like so like you guys take those pictures but no one get you know people just get to see what's on the feed they just get to see this yeah. like incredible picture and and spread that's on the feed and the the detailed interest intricacies that you guys have put into like making the feed look really good whereas like they don't see like the desk setup or whatever for you Michael that's behind that looks like trash you know, like they don't <laughs> never see that. They just yeah, see absolutely. what's That's so true. Yeah. We both have that. Like the corner that you don't see, like past the camera, is just full of gear and just right. junk. For Chelsea, really. the dog so. on the chair. Yeah. Oh, I love the dog. So the dog cute. Can stay. Yes. <laughs> Where is Stella right now? She well, my husband's out. work. Well, my husband's working from home, and so he has her like in his office, which is nice. our bedroom. But. Yeah. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah I'm not used she, to I'm not used to like uh, things running so smoothly, Kelsey. <laughs> usually she barks. Right. Yeah. Uh, usually she's like jingling her chain around. Yeah. Or something, yeah. But. Chelsea does that mommy face like when mommy's upset. Right. She'll put put everyone on mute and then she's just like you oh, see her yelling in the background. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. For like, sure. I'm scared. <laughs> I'm scared. Yeah. That's funny. Well, you guys, have to have that. You have to. It's so interesting. I love this conversation. I honestly can go on and on and on. And I'm Same. I'm literally just stopping myself from asking so many questions. But um, what do you guys want to say to the people who are listening right now? If um, yeah, where can where can they find you? Where can they um, yeah um, inquire about you guys? Where you know Conduit Studios is on all the major uh, social media platforms. So so on Instagram it's at Conduit Studios, or or you can. Um, visit our website at conduitstudiosmedia.com uh, you can send us us um, messages through there or you can email us at contact at conduitstudiosmedia.com um, yeah shoot us a message you know we love collaborating with with people we love co- collaborating with with new styles you know new new types of artists that we haven't before and, and growing ourselves like I said as as creatives as well so um whatever you whatever you want to do whatever content you want to create we're we're definitely game and we actually um you know we, we do even though we're based in southern california we do travel a lot we're actually heading to new york next week uh to to film some stuff there so we do travel quite a bit so don't let that be a barrier for reaching out 
That's awesome. There's no art that's I love that, stupid right? art, and we're, oh, yeah. yeah, we are super, super interested in in all types of collaboration, whatever the whatever the medium, other than you know being in a video format, are, and and mm-hmm. um, you know would love to hear from any of your guys' listeners about just creating anything because that's what we, we like to do is we like to create. So, yeah. and that's the thing that's that awesome. that's the thing that like that I admire the most is you guys are also creative, so you appreciate mm-hmm. the art, you appreciate pretty much everything right you're not just some guy who knows how to operate the camera or whatever it's um it there's really a, a passion diff- you have a passion for yeah, it there's a passion and, and there. it really makes a difference really when mm-hmm. you're you know filming someone who has a passion for for something else you can really bring that out yeah, in a person totally yeah and definitely i love it all safety well, you guys, uh, you precautions guys are, are taken I, also so we yeah, ensure yeah, yeah, yeah. the artist's safety but that's it's kind of weird that we have yeah. to say that I nowadays. Know. Huh? It's unfortunate, <laughs> but it's important. So yeah, yeah it's very yeah. important, yeah. very very important. Um, sure. Ted and Johan, I'm actually excited to find out how my daughter grows up, or <laughs> and you know yeah. if she does develop that side of her. And you guys will definitely hear from me if she does. <laughs> and, you, you, know, do, you guys same. will definitely hear Just from me. Just as if a, she as does. a point on that, you know. It, instruments are, are good even if you don't end up pursuing a career in, in music you know they the the way that that um you know as a growing tool as a developmental tool it's fantastic but any any mm-hmm. instrument so so yeah that's awesome i'm so excited uh, that that both of your kids seem to be seem to be um you know exhibiting some interest in that that's so cool right yeah, yeah. i'm excited i'm so glad too because i didn't have that opportunity as a kid i mean yeah. i probably had the opportunity i just didn't care about sure. it yeah me too um and same for my <laughs> husband so I don't want to say that we're like pushing them in that way, but we definitely take the necessary precautions to kind of guide them that way since they're they're showing the well, yeah, yeah. it's about but, opening doors, right? You, you gauge interest yeah. and you're like, oh, great. Yeah. So here's 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 the app. You know what I mean? Use For the sure. app right. or, or yeah. you know, here's a lesson. And if you don't like it, that's you know, okay. Yeah, yeah. We brought uh, last Christmas, not this recent one, but 2019. We got them a drum set. Oh, and cool. and guitars and <laughs> I know. we really regretted that honestly, but they have fun with it. So yeah. I mean, of course, there's no actual music coming from it. It's just like bah, 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 but it's bah. crazy how music is an expression. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you don't necessarily have to make music, right. but sometimes it's just the 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 performance of it. It's such an, a different expression that I can't even I can't even put it into words, but. I admire it, and I and I know how to appreciate it. So well, we need more oh, people who appreciate it. So that's Definitely. awesome. I bet you you guys have a lot of like. There's a lot of them. Yeah. They just don't know about it. Like they, they don't they just have to find you guys. Right. Yeah, they don't too. talk about it openly like this. Right. You know what I mean? So that's why I was mm-hmm. excited to have you guys on because it's like, you know, we're not being so technical. It's just the appreciation of appreciation of the art itself right. and the right. performance. Right. I think yeah. it's very very important. Yeah, but, um yeah, you guys have been awesome, awesome, awesome guests. Oh, that's so fun. Thank you so much for having us. It's our pleasure, really. Of course. Yeah, well, and you're always welcome back. Always, always welcome a back seat out. at our coffee yeah. table, yeah. we like to say. <laughs> we definitely want to encourage more people who listen to the podcast to, um, to reach out if you are in the music industry mm-hmm. or you know whatnot or a different art form. Um, let's talk about it. Like yeah. If you guys liked this episode, especially if you want to talk about music, let's talk about it. It's yeah. awesome. I love it. It's this is your community to to just share it and let us know. Let Michael know. Michael doesn't know everything, and that's why I'm so excited to have these awesome people, awesome guests such as Ted and Johan to share the experiences because it's it's a different realm. It's a different world for me. Completely alien to me. I mean, maybe not completely alien, but it's there's so much to learn, mm. and I feel like you know we're missing out if we don't 
share it. Right. Totally. So yeah, Thanks guys, thank you so much. Really, thank really you. appreciate you guys. Thank yeah. You. It's, it's been an awesome episode. And I just really quickly want to remind our listeners, if you guys are listening through iTunes, be sure to leave us a review, leave us some stars. Michael likes to obsess over those types of things. So <laughs> that would be great if you could help him out. And until next time, my name is Chelsea. And this is Michael. Signing off. Bye. Bye. Bye.